It all began as an ordinary day in September. An ordinary day in Raccoon City. A city controlled by Umbrella. No one dared to oppose them. And that lack of strength would ultimately lead to their destruction. I suppose they had to suffer the consequences of their actions. But there would be no forgiveness. If only they had had the courage to fight. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Derail. This is episode 29 on October 11th. I'm your host slash co-host, Don Oliveira, East Coast Editor for PSU.com. And as always, I have with me the man, the myth, the myth. Well, he's pretty much a myth, Mike Herodens. Say hello, Mike. <laughs> all right, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. And uh, here comes a new challenger. We've got a new podcast <laughs> member today, uh, first time ever. Ben, I'm not going to try to pronounce your last name, Shibalier Hall. Well, hello, folks. It's um, you'll probably know me more as Chili, or as yeah, just Chili, really. To be honest, or know. Jim Sterling from Destructor. <laughs> he sounds exactly like him. Um, but how's he doing? Copyright my voice. He copyrights your voice. Just get into a legal battle. Um, how's it going, man? Uh, not too bad. I've just finally got over the hmm. excitement of London a couple of weeks ago with Eurogamer. Which went well, thanks to PSU. Thanks to PSU. And how was that? How was Eurogamer? Oh, it was brilliant. It, loads of games again this year. It's a fantastic atmosphere. It's just very friendly. Uh, the, the development conferences went well. Got some nice free stuff, like some Dishonored t-shirts. Got uh, three months of Plus for free. I got a Resident Evil 6 watch and a steel tin. Oh, I'm jealous. Oh, oh damn. Of course Mike is jealous, goddamn. <laughs> I, I had to bring that for Mike. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get back to some Resident Evil stuff uh, later in the show, but for now, we're going to go through news. But I just I just need you to reconfirm that you are not uh, Destructoid's Jim Sterling. Uh, <laughs> right, Chili? No, I am not Destructoid's Jim Sterling. I'm, <laughs> in fact, the crazy Chili who does the General Zod competitions and, you know, all that crazy stuff on the forums. All right, so uh, head over to PSU.com's forums, and uh, you'll get better acquainted with Chili. I'm just going to call you Chili. Is that right? Yeah, that's no problem. That's Sounds sexy, too. <laughs> All right, guys, as for news, let's start with news. Uh, I've got some bad news first, uh, if you guys don't mind me getting the bad news out of the way. Go for it. Uh, no problem. And then we've got some uh, good news in that there's some revamps coming to uh, your favorite online store, some new games, some release dates. Then we've got some PS Vita news and then a whole bunch of Resident Evil stuff. So, Mike, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick this off. Why don't, you take, uh, why don't you take control? Because you wrote this rather long story. Kind of explain us what happened here. So, Kevin okay. Butler, actor, sued by Sony. <laughs> what happened here so sony sued kevin butler or jerry yeah. lambert yeah jerry lambert yeah the actor who portrays kevin butler he's been basically sued for breach of contract because he's apparently been featured um well jerry played this guy in this advert for um actually i can't remember the name of the company but he was basically playing a wii and it was for some sort of deal i think if you do you get a wii free or something like that anyway the point is sony reckons that he was portraying kevin butler in this commercial and you know it's obviously a matter of opinion if you it's somewhere online you can watch it the original version and so the commercial is for bridgestone's game Bridgestone, on that's, yeah that's the one yeah but this and is the, his own company 
Um, it's, I think he's Kevin Butler's. Uh, Kevin yeah, Butler. <laughs> Kevin Butler. <laughs> Jerry Lambert. Sorry, Jerry. So Lambert. his his yeah, J- Jerry Lambert. Jerry Lambert's his, company. I think his production company is Wildcat. Wildcat Creek. Yeah, Wildcat yeah. Creek. Yeah, and he's been his company has been sued as well because he's but, but Sony's basically saying that he is portraying Kevin Butler in this commercial. Now I don't know if anyone's seen it, but he it's kind of like I get, I mean I've seen it and it's I don't know it's it kind of uses the same sort of mannerisms that kind of like sort of kind of that weird kind of exuberance that Kevin Butler's got, but at the same time I'm not sure he's not he doesn't seem I don't know it's not to me it's not Kevin Butler, but it is at the same time it's all kind of weird. I don't know what. But whatever, whatever's going on, that, that, that's how it's going down. And right now, I think they're still kind of, um, kind of still locked in um, all of that stuff. They've got, um, I think they were supposed to be near concluding it a few weeks ago, and Sony's got until October the, oh, I think it's sometime in mid-October to um, decide whether they're going to just uh, pull out or continue it through to a hearing. But um, I think. Um, Bridgestone did reply and they said that it's not Kevin Butler in the advert, as you'd imagine they would do. And yeah. that's the last I've heard of it, put it that way. So haven't that's pretty re- much. Haven't they removed his actual image, his, the part of him from yeah. the video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. Yeah, good. Nice, nicely reminded there. They have. They've taken down the part with uh, Jerry's part and he's been completely cut out. But the original version is still around online. I watched it uh, via Go Nintendo, the website Go Nintendo. Though, so I don't know if it's still and there, I but think yeah, it's, it's still on the Bridgestone website itself as well. I heard. Yeah, I'd imagine it would I heard. Be. Yeah, so yeah, there you go. If you guys can check that out, then you know, tell us is, is is it Kevin Butler in the commercial or is it not? You know, is Sony overreacting? You know, let us know. <laughs> huh. All right. Well, that's weird. I mean, I never really expected that to happen. I guess there. Yeah. I guess the relationship between uh, Jerry Lambert and Sony has now been kind of. Yeah, know, I was gonna say. I mean, I haven't seen Kevin Butler in any recent ads. I don't know about you, because obviously he's an American thing. I mean, we don't right. get it over here, but I haven't seen him. They mostly post those on the the PlayStation blog whenever a new advert's up, and I haven't seen one for a while. So, I mean, it's a shame, man. If it is because yeah. I, I, I know a lot of people hate. Some people hate him, but a lot of people love him, and I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed his commercials. I'm gonna, you know, he did become synonymous with PlayStation. You know, yeah, and, um, for sure. It's, it's I kind mean, of a, it's kind of a shame. Uh, this kind of reinforces my, um, you know, I, I chose to get a Kevin Butler tattoo a few months ago, and I just want his face on my face. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right well that sucks i i hope somehow they work out there they give each other like a chest bump or a high five and they work out the differences because i don't i don't want to see i, I want to see more kevin butler he, he was it was awesome that he he was uh he was made into a character for liberty planet karting yeah, um i don't know if where you can actually get in the uk though which is annoying because i want that character amazon i think has it actually Okay, let's move on, guys. Sorry, no. um, more bad news. Uh, developers of Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix, that's a mouthful, Backbone mm-hmm. Entertainment, uh, ha- has confirmed the number of layoffs at its California-based headquarters. Uh, while the exact number of employees affected by the move has not been divulged, Backbone did confirm that its upcoming titles, Dance Central 3 and Midway Arcade Originals, remain safe in light of the layoffs. Uh, yesterday, it emerged that the studio may be in danger of closing down, though it was reported that the company was attempting to downsize in order to stay afloat. Indeed, this now appears to be the case. Um, uh, Backbone Entertainment uh, CEO 
James North Hearn says, quote, I regret to announce that a round of layoffs at Backbone Entertainment. The studio will continue to operate at a reduced size and will honor its commitments to existing partners. Due to a lower demand for conventional console development, the studio has made some difficult but necessary adjustments in both its capacity and services, with the goal of matching the changing needs of today's market. Uh, this is kind of unfortunate. I mean, I've been seeing Backbone's name show up uh, a lot within the past few years. I mean, they do a lot of... Um, I believe they do. Do they develop games on their own, or do they do like the the online infrastructure for their games? Um, no, but I think they do do their own games. They did. Um, oh, jeez, was it Wolf of the Battlefield or some weird stuff like that? Yeah. One of the Commando games or something, something like that. They yeah. do develop their own. They do develop their own games, and they did be. Um, as I said, they did port um, Super Street Fighter HD Turbo. Uh, you know, in high definition and all that, which they, you know, obviously that that was received very well. Right. So it's a, so, sh- it's a shame hearing this. I mean, a lot. As I mean, every anyone who's been following the the news the last like eighteen months, there's been loads of layoffs and studios closed, and it's just another, you know, one another long another list in a, in a long line. You know, it's a shame. You know, people losing their jobs, especially in this climate, is you know, it's harsh. You can't really say much more than that. Yeah, that's uh, that's tough. I mean, some some of their more notable uh, recent games have been uh, Zombie Apocalypse, Never Die Alone, uh, mm. Rock Band 3, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, The Port on PSN and XBLA, Lego Rock Band, Rock Band Unplugged, uh, like Mike said, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix, uh, 1942 Joint Strike, and by the way, that Wolf of the Battlefield Commando 3 game is the worst. I hate that game so much. <laughs> yeah, that was that is meant to be pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that was really bad. But um, you know, it's never a good thing when you hear about people losing their jobs. So our hats go off to them. Good luck uh, to them. I I don't think they'll have too much trouble finding jobs anywhere no, else. Let's I mean. hope they let's hope they um integrate yeah. back into the industry somehow. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, back guys. Bad news is over. Uh, time for some. Yay. Good news. Uh, there's a revamp uh, confirmed for the PlayStation Store by Sony. Uh, Sony has announced that it has given the PlayStation Store a new makeover with the new look uh, launching in Europe on October 17th. Uh, the the new look will will be launching in Europe one week earlier than in the US, right, Mike? I think so. I think I I did that story. There should be yeah. a date for the American one down the bottom of the page. Yeah, uh, October 23rd. Yeah. So yeah, that's um yeah. So next uh, Wednesday in Europe and the following Tuesday in North America. Yeah. And uh, we've seen it looks really ugly. No, I was about to say we've seen some screenshots of it. It's like it's black and <laughs> everything is all the tiles are way bigger. I think it actually looks quite nice. Uh, they the hero concept. The hero that's concept. It. Yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, go on, uh, Ben. Sorry, mate. No, I don't know. I like the as you said, the hero concept looks good, but I don't know the layout. I, I guess I've got so used to the old one that now that changes. <laughs> Well, do you remember the original one? Like it was a, uh, it had like a mouse uh, pointer, and it was like I, just kind of. Yeah, remember? that needed a makeover. Yeah, that. and then yeah, so they needed. changed it, and then it was really good. But look, if they're changing it again, I have a feeling they're doing it for a good reason, and oh, it, yeah. it'll probably be more easy to use, more fluid. What 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 do you have against it, Ben? I don't know. It's just it seems a lot more clustered at the, at the main page than the previous one. It's sort of like you've got all different options on the first page rather than sort of like pick yeah new releases and then you'd have the, all the ps3 games then and ps3 add-ons well now it's sort of ps3 games people all on the front page all right jim well uh <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, what were you guys saying what, what's the what's the hero concept um yeah it's basically where they've um uh 
when they're advertising all the, the, I think it's on the main page, they're taking a, a character from a um, an iconic series um, like Assassin's Creed, so free, so Connor from Assassin's Creed Three, or you know, uh, football star from FIFA Thirteen, and they're like the main the main highlight on the page to oh. highlight like the next biggest games or whatever coming out. And it's the same for um, movies as well. You know, they're using like a, a big title or a big you know star to advertise like the big stuff. No, oh, that's cool. But no, I think that's the basic concept behind it. They're replacing like the blue, the whole blue look with like. You know, you've got Connor up there, and like I said, or someone from FIFA. So it's right. like, hey, look at this. Assassin's Creed 3 is out. So Sony has described navigation as a carousel setup with pages mm. moving left to right, putting more content within easy reach. Elsewhere, user functions have been greatly improved. The search feature, for example, now provides a list of options as each letter of a given phrase is typed out with abbreviations and misspellings also being covered. Uh, in addition, filtering has also received an overhaul with this feature now possible by content type, price, and peripheral support. Um, Elliot Dar, sorry, Elliot Dumville, product development manager for the PlayStation Store, commented, quote, uh, what will be refreshing to customers is that this will represent a new agile program that will enable us to add new content every month or so, rather than dumping the new content and saying we're done. Uh, so sounds cool. And this article mm-hmm. uh, was written by Mike, so the, those are his words. He's an awesome writer. Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't wait. wait. Sorry. Cheers. I think go Mike is pretty good. Oh well, fine. I'm, oh, sick of, I'm sick of Mike getting. I'm sick of Mike getting credit on the site. God damn it! <laughs> it's fucking annoying. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, so Jim, uh, this <laughs> this was a big uh, this is a big story for you. I'm kidding, Ben. Uh, I know I know you're particularly happy about this, but uh, Toe Jam and Earl is hitting PlayStation Network and yep. XBL. Oh, Can't wait for that. Yeah. Oh, you like, you're you're excited about that too. Thank God someone else is. <laughs> yeah. So Sega is bringing Funky Alien Duo Toe Jam and Earl to PlayStation Network and Xbox Live Arcade next month. Uh, originally released on the originally released on the Mega Drive slash Genesis, the Toe Jam and Earl and its sequel Panic on Funkotron will be Funkotron. hitting yeah. Funkotron will be hitting Sony and Microsoft's online services as part of the Sega Vintage collect- Collection series. Uh, North American PSN owners will get the game on November sixth, while Europe gets it on November seventh. <laughs> alongside XBLA owners on both sides of the pond. Uh, both games will sec- set you back uh, $4.99 each. Uh, hold on, guys. I just want to interject here, derail this whole uh, news conversation. So, uh, this whole Sega Vintage Collection series thing, I'm a super big fan of it. Um, I'm gonna just going to give you a little tease before we get to what we've been playing. Uh, I beat myself up uh, the past few days, but I've actually beaten. So they've re- so so as far as I understand, they've only released two games in the vintage uh, classic collection. Uh, that being Alex Kidd and Miracle World, and they just with this week's update, they just released uh, the Revenge of Shinobi, which is Shinobi One. Um, oh, right. Both brutal games. Um, now Alex Kidd and Miracle World, I actually finished it to completion because um, I'm really down with this Sega Vintage stuff, especially, I mean, I wouldn't buy these games for $5, don't get me wrong, <laughs> I'm not that down with it, but uh, <laughs> if you're a PlayStation Plus member, at least here in North America, I'm not sure about Europe, but uh, at least here in North America, if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you can pick these up for just a dollar, which is really nice. That's, um, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's what I did, I picked up both Alex Kidd and Miracle, Miracle World and uh, Revenge of Shinobi. I didn't play Shinobi yet, but I will soon. Uh, I remember that game, You Can't Run, and you shoot ninja stars, and when you get close to enemies, that's the only time you can use your sword. Uh, should be fun. But anyway, I like those old school games. I just, I just like playing. Even if they're bad, I just like playing bad games sometimes to uh, kind of make me, you know, it, when you only play good games, you kind of get spoiled. And when you play a bad games, it makes you appreciate good games that ju- just that much more. Oh, yeah. uh, I just yeah. want to add in um, that 
the Tojo Manel will have online co-op Ooh. as a feature and trophy support. Ooh, wow, course. sweet. I didn't get that. Nice. Yeah, it will have, I don't know if both will have it. And if you buy the Xbox version, you get both for one price. Yeah, that's true. They're, they're packaged together for, um, yeah. on Xbox, yeah. Um, I ben, didn't actually... The next time you say those fucking words on this podcast... <laughs> Sorry, the crap pox. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So uh, the original Toe Jam and Earl was released back in 1991 and sees the eponymous alien rappers crash landing on Earth and must collect pieces of their spacecraft in order to return to their home planet. Uh, Panic on Funkatron, meanwhile, arrived in 1993 and sees a duo fending off antagonistic Earthlings on their home world. So hold on. Is this the, the original or the sequel? Both. Panic on Funk- yeah, it's the original and the sequel. The sequel is Panic, uh, Panic on Funkatron. Oh, wait, so it's I've only games in one? No, they're two separate ones. Two oh, separate ones. shit. That's pretty cool. I hope, they, yeah. I hope they're uh, for a dollar uh, for PS Plus members. Yeah. I've only played um, Panic on Funkatron, but um, I, did, I did absolutely love that game back in the day. All right, well, uh, would you say that uh, Toad Jam and Earl is better than Alex Kidd in Miracle World and or Shino- yeah. Revenge of Shinobi? Um... Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> I, I didn't play enough of those other... Um, now, Shinobi... I don't think it's better than Shinobi. Shinobi is awesome, but I did play enough of Alex Kidd in Miracle World to kind of Shinobi, Shinobi 3 is awesome. Shinobi 1 is just really hard and kind of kind of brutal. Yeah. Uh, Alex but Kidd in Miracle World... Mind, it's been like, oh, God, 15 years since yeah. I played Shinobi 1. <laughs> yeah. Alex Kidd in Miracle World, on the other hand, uh, while I finished with completion, please don't confuse that game for being a good game at all. That game yeah, aged. Oh god, that game it did not age well. Um, I shudder when I think about it. But just just the level design, just the, the whole uh, hit detection in that game, the jumping, the platforming is all so. Uh, it's so broke. Anyway, more good news. Uh, the unfinished Swan release date has been announced. Uh, Giant Spiral and Sony have announced that the artsy PlayStation Network title, The Unfinished Swan, will be released on October 24th. Uh, PS Plus subscribers won't have to wait quite as long as that, though, as it'll be out for members on October 17th. The game will set you back 9.99 euros, or pounds, or quid, or squids. squids. Um, and I guess that uh, that also means it'll be nine ninety nine uh, dollars. Nine maybe maybe it'll be fifteen bucks actually, uh, seeing as it's nine ninety nine squids. Uh, it's so annoying when they don't announce the um, both prices, you know, it's always one or the other. It seems to be, which is quite frustrating. Right, right. But either way, nine ninety nine or fifteen bucks seems worth it for yeah. the finished one, yeah, as it seems like one of the best uh, indie PlayStation Network games coming this year. Mm. Uh, for those of you that don't really know what it's about, it's uh, you wake up as a kid called Monroe, I believe, and uh, you're basically your mom tried painting you a picture of a swan, but it never got finished, and you're uh, you venture through the game trying to collect the last uh, few pieces of the painting, I believe, and throughout the game you learn more about uh, Monroe and his story, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and it's just really cool. You can play with the DualShock and PlayStation Move, and it's kind of just. Uh, the world is your canvas kind of thing and everything's all white but you just shoot black paint uh with the, your reticle and it's just the the, the paint physics the, the whole paint effects in that game are just really impressive and it, it seems like a totally new uh totally new game something you haven't really experienced before and that alone is enough for me to want to play it um yeah man definitely i'm into that kind of, i'm always up for trying something different i did after i played um oh for christ's sake that's right <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, obviously, that, that that wasn't a, a, a fantastic game, but I still liked it. It was different and quirky, yeah. and I, I did like that. So anything like that is awesome. 
And if you guys are like that at home, uh, you'll be happy to know that, I mean, since you own a PlayStation, I don't think there's any better platform to play these new indie type of unique type games. Uh, I think PlayStation 3 is the best console for that, more specifically PlayStation Network, because Sony, uh, more than Microsoft and Nintendo, has just been investing greatly in these in these indie devs. You know, we saw uh, Papu Yo come out, uh, The Unfinished Swan. Uh, of course, I'm blanking here when I'm trying to say <laughs> some games. But there's just been a ton. Uh, Mike, what have been some yeah. other of those cool indie games? This year, uh, like you said, there's been Datura. Datura, uh, I think you covered most of the big ones, didn't you? No, there was there was something <laughs> more. Uh, yeah, I don't play. I, admittedly, I don't play a lot of the indie games. Sound so Shapes, uh, Retro, Sound City, Shape. Retro City Rampage just came out. I'm going to be reviewing that. Uh, look for my review sometime soon. Uh, what else? Uh, you can't really class um and journeys an artsy game yeah it's for not, sure journey oh, it's, it's, would you say journey i wouldn't yes i wouldn't say it's, it's more of a big budget um, yeah I guess. <laughs> there is such a thing but yeah it's definitely still, that isn't... still unique in the same vein yeah. as those yeah. artsy games you know yeah exactly yeah and one of the best as well so totally yeah uh more good news uh i guess <laughs> crisis core final fantasy type old developer would like to develop a game for the playstation vita uh, Hope Springs Eternal for Final Fantasy fans and PlayStation Vita owners alike. As the director of PSP hits Final Fantasy Type-0 Crisis Core, and Crisis Core Final Fantasy 7 and the third birthday, uh, has expressed his desire to develop a game for the sales-deficient handheld. This is Kyle Prawl's, wor- or Kyle Prawl's words. Uh, Hajime Tabata, I hope I didn't screw up his name too much, was enthusiastic about PS Vita in an interview with Sony after being awarded for exceeding sales expectations with Final Fantasy Type-0. He says, quote, I've always been creating Final Fantasy titles for the PSP, so I personally have an interest in a bigger device at the moment. Uh, As one who creates games, the PSV is also the only hardware that can show such high-quality graphics on a screen of that size and with such high density and brightness. Uh, While Tabata didn't reference plans for a specific PSV Vita title, he did mention that the original vision for Final Fantasy Type-O pegged the game as a full console-quality Final Fantasy experience on a portable. He said again, quote, In the past, we created Final Fantasy Type-O with the intention of completely investing a full-scale Final Fantasy game on a portable console. He explained, "Uh, So although I can't say anything about the present, there is a chance I would definitely love to create a game for the PlayStation Vita. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I mean, him, the, the creator of Final Crisis Core, just Crisis Core is enough, you know. Uh, day one, day, day one, day one, one, day money. one, just I, money. I don't even, know, I don't even need to know any more than this. Just, just you don't even <laughs> want to know what the game's called. You don't even <laughs> want. To, give, give him your money now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, ben, would you like to read out your credit card information? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think that's cool. You know why? Because I think the Vita needs games asap. Oh, well, that's another yeah. reason why I'd buy it straight away. I, I I want games for my Vita. I love it, but there's pretty much nothing to play on it, really. Well, there is coming out soon. Yeah, I guess. Stars. Yeah, that's true. But uh, that didn't stop the PlayStation Vita from hitting a milestone in Japan. Uh, this week, the latest media create data has confirmed that the PlayStation Vita has finally sailed past 1 million sales mark in Japan. Uh, Sony's high-powered high-powered pocket brick uh reached the milestone in 42 weeks that's mike's awesome wording high-powered pocket brick uh reached the milestone in 42 weeks by comparison uh the 3ds reached the same sales barrier in 13 weeks uh playstation portable just took uh 14 weeks okay so 42 weeks compared to 13 and 14 that's not too great but at least it reached at least it's selling somewhat somewhat uh, the week beginning October 1st was a slow time for the PlayStation Vita, with the handheld shifting uh, almost 8,000 units, again being outsold by its predecessor and the 3DS. 
Uh, PlayStation Vita was released in Japan back in December last year before hitting the U.S. and Europe in February 2012. Um, So... Things aren't looking so great for PS Vita sales. It's kind of a chicken and an egg kind of thing. You know, the PS Vita needs more games, but developers won't develop for PS Vita until it sells more. So it won't sell can, more until it gets... I can, see, I can see a huge spike coming out soon because of PlayStation Mobile. I can see a, quite a big spike by the end of the year, maybe. Uh, all the indie games. I think that's... Exactly, those indie games we're talking about. I think PlayStation Mobile uh, is really cool. I don't know that people will run out and buy a PS Vita for it. Uh, I think one of the biggest games PS Vita is getting um, is Assassin's Creed Liberation. But then again, like we talked about last time, it's coming out day and date with Assassin's Creed 3. So that's a mistake in and of its own. Uh, I think uh, that Call of Duty game, <laughs> you know, that was another that was another chance for Sony to really get some PS Vitas out there. But of course, um, news was too good as it, it won't be developed by Infinity Ward or Treyarch. It's being developed by Nihilistic, the guys that made Resistance Burning Skies. So, uh, you but know, they have made some good games in the past, so very surprising. Not holistic, yeah. They've made uh, quite a few in the past, like the Kill Zone yeah. games, yeah. I guess you're right. It's just that, in, in the like we spoke about a few episodes ago, the timetable they have to make, they just, they just haven't had yeah. a lot of time uh, developing uh, Black Ops Declassified. And, and I hope it's good, honestly. I, I after playing uh, Burning Skies, I was really impressed, you know, like. That game got some mixed reviews. I believe we gave it an 8 or an 8.5. And after I finished yeah. the game, I was kind of impressed in that I played a fully functional shooter on the Vita. And I never, I had never done that. I had never played a first-person shooter uh, of that quality, quality and caliber on a handheld. So uh, I think Burning Skies was a perfect um, example of how a shooter can work on a handheld. It's just that, obviously, there was room for improvement. It wasn't a perfect game, but I enjoyed it. I still own it. Um I wouldn't totally be able agree. To... Yeah, I'm the yeah. one who reviewed it, and I, I liked it. Like you said, it's a, a, a you know a PS3 almost quality um, console shooter on a handheld, man. You know, it was it didn't break the mold nice. at all or anything. It did have some flaws, but it was it was I liked it. You know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, I did too. And if you're a Resistance fan, I mean, it's not it won't do much for you in terms of the story. But like we said, you know, there's there's online multiplayer. I can't speak for how many people are actually still playing it, but uh, you could probably find it for twenty bucks or twenty squids nowadays um so if you, if you can if you're a resistance fan you know it's not don't expect anything better than resistance 3 but it's still pretty good yeah go for it sorry i want to say an update i was wrong on what they'd made i'm looking at looking it up and i thought they'd made a few more than they actually have so made much. what did they make no not holistic no i don't think they have actually made that many games yeah uh, they made the um, vampire the masquerade on the apple but oh, on the okay, Vita. Great. It's Resistance and Call of Duty, and then PlayStation. It's really Zombie Apocalypse and PlayStation Move Heroes. Okay, great. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, more PlayStation <laughs> Vita news. <laughs> That's okay. Thanks, Ben. Uh, more PS Vita news. Uh, PS Vita is getting Oddworld Stranger's Wrath next month, which I'm actually really into this. Uh, the PlayStation Vita version of Oddworld Stranger's Wrath will be released in November. Just had just Add Water has confirmed. Uh, speaking to Euro- Eurogamer, studio boss Stuart Gilray confirmed that the game is a fortnight away from being submitted to Sony, and such is likely to launch in early mid-November. Uh, Stranger's Wrath was originally released on the Xbox back in 2005 and receives a high-definition makeover for the play- received a high-definition makeover for PS3 and PC back in December. Uh, The updated version of the cult classic includes trophies, remastered dialogue, and PlayStation Move support. Obviously, you won't be able to use Move on the Vita, but uh, I played... uh, I had finished Stranger's Wrath uh, 
couple of months back, maybe even last year, and uh, I enjoyed it. If you never played the original, this is obviously the best way to play it. And I have a feeling uh, it looked great on the PS3. I just have a feeling that it'll look even better on the Vita since, you know, the screen isn't as big and they kind of reworked all those models. They redid every single character model in the game. The levels look uh, lush and, you know, really bright. And so if you've never played it, this I, I think this is awesome that this game is coming to the Vita. What do you guys think? Yeah, man. More great games like that on the Vita is always a good thing. I haven't played... Um, the only Odd, odd World game I've played is um, Abe's Odyssey, which, strangely enough, is getting a full remake as well. But, um, yeah, I mean... If I ever get time, it's one of those things, where, one of those games I'd definitely like to play, but I honestly don't think I'd get around to it for a while. But hey, man, it's you know, good for Vita, good for Vita. Totally. And I should have brought this up uh, a news post ago, but uh, mm. speak, when we were speaking about Resistance, uh, a Resistance collection has been announced, which is pretty interesting. Uh, cool. So SCEA has uh, announced plans to release a Resistance collection for PlayStation 3. And the bundle will set you back, like all other bundles, uh, 40 bucks, just like the God of War bundle and the Infamous bundle. And it'll include all three PS3 en- entries, uh, Resistance Fall of Man, Resistance 2, and Resistance 3. Uh, furthermore, they'll also include the Aftermath Path and Skin Bundle for Resistance 2, and Brutality and Survival Packs for Resistance 3. So you won't only be getting the games, you'll be getting some of the cool DLC that came out for the game. So, if you again, if you've never experienced Resistance 1 to 3, uh this is your chance i mean this is not the resistance podcast we're not trying to sell you resistance (laughs) but uh if i had to resistance if i had to number (laughs) them in order of quality i would say uh three then one and then two and burning skies would probably be tied for third place but uh did you guys play the resistance games yeah i've played one sorry carry on ben no, you go first. It's all right. Oh, you guys are so polite in the UK. <laughs> I know what we are. Hell? We're so polite. <laughs> I played uh, one Burning Skies and a bit of three. Oh, you didn't miss anything. No. I've played oh. one, two, and three, but not Burning Skies yet. Which... I want to buy it, but um, I don't know. I kind of like number two, mainly because I love the online co-op. The online I'm... co-op was by far the best part of that game, and it was really fun. Uh, it's just that the multiplayer in my opinion, was less good than its predecessor. And also, it just wasn't interesting. It kind of tried too much to be uh, some some type of merge between Call of Duty and Resistance. Uh, I just couldn't get into it. And the single player was just... The story turned me off, and the it just it just felt very rushed. And I don't know. I, I wasn't into this, the single player. But, however, like you said, the online co-op mode uh, was a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of collections coming out on PS3, uh, the Rockstar Games Collection has been outed. Online retailers have posted a listing for a Rockstar Games Collection Episode 1 for PS3 and 360. Buy.com and CD Universe both listed the bundle, which is penciled in for November 13th. Uh, according to the artwork posted by NeoGAF, it'll feature Grand Theft Auto, Episodes from Liberty City, Red Dead Redemption, LA Noir, and Midnight Club Los Angeles Complete Edition. Uh, although Rockstar has yet to confirm the bundle's release, uh, Make sure to check back to PSU.com for, uh, to keep you posted. Now, uh, I assume this will be released for a budget price, maybe $40, because these are all kind of old games. But uh, I'm just surprised that these games are coming out on one disc, um, especially on the Xbox 360. Who knows if that'll be one disc. But uh, pairing up Red Dead with L.A. Noir and something like uh, Episodes from Liberty City, that just sounds awesome. Uh, you know, if, if you're coming into this console cycle late, if you just bought a new PS3 Super Slim, then this, you, you just have, it's insane how much value you're getting nowadays compared to when PS3 launched. You know, we bought those that console for like 600 bucks or 600 squids, 
And uh, now you can get a PS3 Super Slim for as low as like what two two seventy five, two fifty, two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. I don't know. And you, you you have the options of getting the God of War collection, the Infamous collection, the Resistance collection, and now this Rockstar Games collection. It's just ludicrous. Plus the instant games collection from Plus. Oh yeah, that's that's mental. Uh, there was actually a news article a while back that uh, Plus subscriptions went up by like one hundred and seventy percent or something like th- during the E three press conference. Um, I have a few friends in real life who, you know, were always kind of like, ah, they're all hesitant, always hesitant to plus. And I always got into arguments with them about how awesome it was. And, you know, every single time I renewed my plus membership, I did so happily because I think that plus offers great, great value. But now, I mean, all those friends that I had that didn't want to get it before, they actually signed up to plus. And I know more, if I look at my list now, there's more people than ever with the plus logo, um, I just think that Sony really hit its mark with the PlayStation Plus, and honestly, having that instant game collection is brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, totally. I really need to get my ass signed up to that damn thing. <laughs> oh, it's so good, Mike. I don't know what games they offer in the UK, but I think well, I think Red Dead is one of them. No, they've just added Res- uh, Resident Evil Five Gold Edition and Bulletstorm to the Plus free section. Shit. Ooh, nice, nice. Uh, that's great. I actually, have, don't actually have it on PS3, so <laughs> yeah. A uh, new Borderlands 2 DLC is gonna coming out next week. Uh, Gearbox Software has announced that Borderlands 2's Captain Scarlet and her Pirate's Booty DLC will be released on PSN and XB- XBL on October 16th. Uh, the pack will set you back $9.99 via PSN and 800 crazy points uh, over Xbox Live. <laughs> uh, it, it's huge. It's A huge? huge piece of d- yeah, it's huge. Oh, I thought yeah. you meant her booty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That as well, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Captain Scarlet adds extra missions to the loot-filled shooter sequel and sees gamers visiting Oasis, a desert settlement filled with bandits and ruled by one-eyed pirate queen Scarlet. Sorry. Uh, Gearbox boss Randy Pitchford commented, quote, You can sense the pirate theme across the landscape, even though there's no water, adding, It's all dried up. It feels more like Tatooine than an ocean. Uh, mm. he, says again, he says again, quote, These bandits have really embraced the pirate lifestyle, and there's a legend of a treasure that kicks off this whole adventure that the players can go on um i'm it sounds great to me lads holy (laughs) jesus uh i am playing borderlands 2 right now totally addicted i love that game i'm taking my time though as i'm not playing it alone i'm only playing it with friends when we can so it's kind of hard to uh get everybody get you know get the time that everybody has free but you know borderlands 2 is the type of game where uh, I wouldn't want to rush through it anyways. I'm seeing some people on my list that are kind of max level. And while that does kind of make me cringe, um, it's just I love it so much. There's no reason that I should be kind of speeding through it. I'm just happy that I'm actually playing it. And I wouldn't really play Borderlands uh, on my own, to be honest. It's just such a just such a co-op experience in my eyes. Ben, I know that you, for fuck's sake, you had two freaking loot chests. Yeah, I've um, got two loot chests. That's just insane. Uh, but and I've got the collector's edition guide, and I've got a claptrap toy that I got free from Gearbox. You can which was stop nice bragging now. <laughs> but, uh, I, I wasn't lucky enough to get a loot chest, but what the hell possessed you to get two loot chests, man? Well, mainly because my friend wanted one, and he was out at the time, so I ordered one for him and gave it to him when, you know, when it arrived. I knew uh, he was going to work. Yeah, he was going to be busy, and he didn't have the money for it that time. So I'm, I'm your friend. I, I didn't get a fucking loot chest. <laughs> um, but are are you playing? Are you playing mostly single player, or do you play co-op? I play co-op mostly. I find, as you said, I find that sing, the single player it's not boring, but it's just an online thing I like. Totally. But yeah, I do like prefer my co-op to single player. 
So, time for some Resident Evil 6 news. You guys ready? Yeah, go for it. I guess I'll start with this. Uh, Capcom is working to fix the PS3 Resident Evil 6 bugs. Uh, Capcom has confirmed it's looking into solving issues with the PSN copies of Resident Evil 6, which had been rendered unplayable after downloading the game's Day 1 patch. Ouch. So, uh, for those of you unaware, uh, you can use the Day 1 digital uh, program now on PlayStation Network to download full versions of Resident Evil 6 and other games like Dishonored, uh, Doom 3 BFG Edition... Uh, what else is up there? Uh, um, isn't Assassin's Creed 3? Yes, yes, Assassin's yeah. Creed 3. Um, and so if you had downloaded Resident Evil 6 on PSN, then apparently uh, you wouldn't be able to just, you wouldn't be able to play the game? That's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, uh, it's, I think this is, uh, this, I remember writing this story, this has been fixed now. I think it was fixed last week or something. Obviously, we're going back over some news yeah, here, just yeah, yeah. So in case anyone <laughs> wondered. <laughs> okay, so this has already been fixed? Yeah, it's already been fixed. I think they actually literally fixed it a couple of hours after that was posted. Okay, cool. Uh, Capcom says, quote, The temporary fix to ensure people can enjoy Resident Evil 6 today has intended, as intended is to ask those people to uninstall the game uh, only if they originally saw an error message and reinstall the game. <laughs> A company mouthpiece told IGN, uh, this time they won't be prompted to download the patch and the game will load. Here's the catch, though. You won't be able to play online. And ResidentEvil.net remains inaccessible. So if you said they already fixed this, that's a good thing. Uh, yeah. uh, but that's just it's just terrible that that happened. I mean, if you're one of the those hardcore enthusiasts that bought the game uh, with the day one digital program and just not being able to play must have been a slap in the face. Yeah, I remember the patch because obviously I got, the, um, got an earlier copy for review and... Um, I downloaded the patch probably because it was on disc. It didn't affect me, luckily. So, yeah, that, that really does suck. <laughs> As of October 4th, however, Mike, Resident Evil 6 shipments have topped 4.5 million copies worldwide. Uh, since it's wow. launched on October 2nd. And as a result, uh, the zombie horror sequel ha- has become Capcom's highest ever ship title at launch, breaking all previous records. Uh, Capcom commented, quote, Capcom has for many years used, his multi- used its multi-platform strategy of developing titles across many game platforms to make its brand even more popular, blah, 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 blah. And they also said, in quote, in doing so, we realize that our games are total shit. But uh, we won't ever we won't ever complain because we're laughing all the way to the bank. Uh, that wasn't an actual quote. I made that up. But anyways, uh, we're almost getting to our topic of the week, which is Resident Evil 6. But first, one more news story about Resident Evil 6. Uh, apparently, a new update is going to include free DLC, including a no-hope difficulty and more. Uh, our own Tim Noons wrote the story that Capcom announced that it, it'll be releasing a wave of free downloadable content for its new franchise title. Uh, the disputable action horror game will receive a f- res- uh, okay so it's just a it's just a difficulty yeah it's just no, a difficulty left, yeah but no yeah it's also i think they said there's going to be a, a partner character for oh Ada. yeah so her, st- oh, her yeah. story is solo so i'm not quite sure how they're doing that okay so they're gonna add a new difficulty level that's already on the disc correct like this this Apparently. dlc was already on this so why is this coming out now <laughs> i don't know all right <laughs> They might have, they they may have wanted to show like oh look good gesture free DLC but it was already on the disc uh, so alongside the difficulty increase like Mike said the Ada Wong portion of the story will gain a partner uh, though the partner is still unknown this means that players will be able to play co-op with friends to take on her part of the story oh, so it uh, doesn't tell you who it is then no it does not tell you who it is oh, damn all right it's probably not it can't be part of a story I imagine it's probably just be one of those nameless grunts or something that you go along with and, and you never see him in cutscenes or something <laughs> i hope it's ben 
<laughs> no, I hope it's Jim Sterling, actually. <laughs> That's what I said. Um, so, guys, uh, we forgot to actually do it in the beginning of the episode, but that's no problem. We'll just do it now. Uh, we'll go over this week's releases. Uh, this week, we had we saw the release of Dishonored uh, come out in both retail and on PlayStation Network. XCOM Enemy Unknown. Uh, Just Dance 4 with PlayStation Move support. Uh, Port Royale 3, whatever that is. And on PlayStation Network, we saw Retro City Rampage, a cross-play title for PS3 and PS Vita. Uh, Doctor Who, The Eternity Clock for PS Vita. And Derek the Deathfin, a PSN exclusive. Uh, Spy Hunter for PS Vita. Uh, Testament of The Testament of Sherlock Holmes. Birds of Steel. Devil May Cry HD Collection on PSN. Joe Danger 2, the movie, Machinarium, uh, a great title, by the way. It looks like an, uh, an indie game. Another one of those games we were talking about, those just, you know, those unique games that come out on PlayStation Network. I believe this is, other than PC, this is PSN exclusive, right? This isn't up on XBLA, is it? Did you guys know? Um, I don't, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't even heard of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. Warlords. <laughs> uh, it's called Machinarium. Uh, just some great, like, hand painted art style. Looks really great. Uh, it's a platformer, a puzzle adventure game. Oh, I think that is on XBLA. I think oh, okay. It is. Yeah. yeah. I'm, don't take my word for it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. It, I think it is. Yeah. Cool. I uh, apologize if I'm wrong. <laughs> that's all right. We've got Warlords. Um, that's a game that I thought had already came out. Didn't Matt Rasp review that uh, a while back? Anyways, I don't know. And we've also got Worms Revolution, another game that I thought was out, but I might be confused with uh, one of the billions of other Worms games on the... No, this is definitely the new one, but I hadn't come out until now. Okay. Yeah, it's new. And as yeah. for demos, we've got XCOM Enemy Unknown, Joe Danger 2, uh, Naughty Bear, Panic in Paradise, Retro City Rampage, Sunflowers, and Warlords. So that's it for news, guys, and new releases. You guys uh, picking up anything of those new releases, I mean? Um... um... Mm, I actually, I would like, I would love to play Dishonored. I really would love, love to play that. The more I write, obviously, I write a lot of news articles about it. The more I write about it, the more I want to play that game. It does look awesome, and Adam's review pretty much convinced me as well. Yeah, Adam, uh, Adam reviewed Dishonored. He gave it a uh, nine on ten. Adam gave it a mm. nine on ten, saying. Uh, a game full of options, Dishonored puts the choice in hands of the players in nearly every element. Gameplay, level, progression, even storytelling. Dishonored, one of those, one of the greatest new IPs in recent history, and one of the best games of the year. He liked the options in just about every element of the game, the clever abilities and engaging gameplay, and the excellent level design. However, he disliked minor control issues while platforming, interesting art style, but just fair graphics, and some disjointed story elements. Even though Adam did point out those little... Uh, shortcomings he still absolutely loved the game giving it a 9 on 10 if you haven't checked out the review uh be sure to do so uh, on psu.com uh we also reviewed some other games uh also a new accessory for the playstation 3 and ps vita steven williamson uh reviewed the triton kunai stereo gaming headset giving it an 8 on 10 he said the kunai delivers a pleasing sound a solid entry-level headset for those who don't mind wired audio thrills uh, so if you're looking for a entry level, pretty much, you know, a, a not too expensive headset for your PS3 or PS Vita, make sure to go to PSU.com, like I said, and check out Steven's review. You might find a headset you like. Uh, the headset is offered in white, black, and red, and it seems pretty cool. 
Uh, Q guy, Robert Manning, reviewed NBA 2K13. He gave that a 9.5 out of 10, which is a stellar review. Uh, he says, this game is massive. It will easily <laughs> keep even the most hardened player busy until next season. Uh, suffice to say, this is the new bar uh, that any future basketball title is going to be gauged against. He likes the presentation, presentation, presentation. You are fully welcomed in and embraced by the game's feel and looks. He liked emotion, physics, and animations. He said the commentary is ridiculously accurate. However, he disliked the load times that are still a little on the long side. He said menus are not on the same level as the rest of the presentation. And uh, <laughs> I guess he disliked some of the celebrity uh, celebrities in the celebrity team uh, by saying Justin Bieber, dot, 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 really? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've also reviewed XCOM Enemy Unknown. Uh, our own Will Robinson reviewed that. He gave it an 8.5. All really positive review scores lately, if you guys have noticed. Uh, a few great games have been released, like Dishonored, XCOM, XCOM. I haven't played XCOM yet, but I remember when I came back from PAX, we recorded that podcast where I said uh, that game is, you know, uh, not on anybody's radar right now, but when it comes out, it'll be really great. And I've only been hearing great things from it, to be honest. Same here. Uh, Will Robinson said, XCOM Enemy Unknown is a great game that is a refreshing change of pace from the constant barrage of first-person shooters and third-person action games uh, that seems to have plagued the industry for the last few years. He said... Uh, he likes gameplay is fun, satisfying, great replay value, and he liked the challenging and unpredictable uh, gameplay, never allowing you to become too comfortable. Uh, he says all decisions made, whether in or out of barrel, battle, carry out a heavy weight. He disliked, however, the consistent frame rate drops uh, that can hurt the experience and the lackluster story. Uh, we also reviewed Beat Slider. Paul Kelly reviewed that one. He gave it an 8 on 10. Uh, for very little money, if you like slide puzzle games, then you'll love Beat Slider. If you don't, then you'll probably you probably should avoid it. Beat Slider is now available exclusively on PlayStation Mobile. Uh, I believe Beat Slider is available for. Um, I don't know how much. Probably a few dollars. Uh, it doesn't really say here in the review, as far as I can tell by quickly glancing over it. But um, uh, yeah, Beat Slider is one of those PlayStation Mobile games. I haven't actually had the chance to play any. PlayStation Mobile games. Have you guys? I haven't, no. Okay. No, I haven't yet, but I plan to soon because my phone's compatible as well as my Vita. Alright. And here we go, guys. Let's get into it. Mike, you reviewed Resident Evil 6. Uh, a lot of our, uh, our, of our listeners know that... Um, you know, Mike and I are huge Resident Evil fans. We we talk to death about survival horror on this podcast. We both love Dead Space. You know, we were really, really skeptical about Resident Evil 6 before it came out. Uh, luckily, uh, Resident Evil 6 seemed to wow Mike as he gave it an 8.5. And Mike, you said that Resident Evil 6 may lack originality and has some shaky moments, but more than less makes up for it with action-packed gameplay, heaps of content, and a gripping story. Uh, Mike, would you confirm this to be true? You liked the four diverse action-packed campaigns, the plenty of unlockable <laughs> content, uh, the great story with some uh, surprisingly spooky moments. However, you disliked uh, the poor cover system, uh, the vehicle sections are underwhelming, and you said that it has some bland visuals. Now, Mike, let's get into it. Resident Evil okay. 6. What's up with that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know, whenever someone asks me this sort of question, I always... It's, very, it's a very simple answer for me. 
I'm reviewing it as a game and not as a Resident Evil game. As a Resident Evil game, speaking as a Resident Evil fan, yes, it's probably it's awful. It's probably worse than five because it's even less of a Resident Evil game. I mean, you're beating people up with your fists and stuff. You're suplexing zombies and everything. You're driving, you know, driving tanks and all that kind of stuff or whatever you're doing. But as a game, separating it from that, as a game, just reviewing it for Joe Public, who probably doesn't give a toss about Barry Burton and stars and all the other stuff, you know, it was. I found it to be a competent action game. Yeah. But, but as a Resident as a Resident Evil title, though, it definitely definitely isn't a Resident Evil game. Definitely. But why is it called Resident Evil Six then? It's it's Resident Evil Six because it it's just <laughs> I don't know really. <laughs> for some reason, it's still got the Resident Evil name. But you know, you have to review it for what it is. You know, it's it's Resident Evil. But there's no point, there's no point in me reviewing it saying, oh, it's not Resident Evil like classic Resident Evil you know it's just Resident Evil how it is now like Resident Evil 4 was Resident Evil in a different you know but yeah. they changed it and stuff Resident Evil 5 was the same and now Resident Evil 6 can continue on this if I reviewed it saying oh but it doesn't do this it doesn't go back to the horror it doesn't you know it doesn't have pre-rendered backgrounds and take controls you know it wouldn't be fair to judge it on something it is and I have to judge it on what it is so and it look, is you know Mike I mean, I see eye to eye with you on a lot of the survival horror stuff. We've we've already talked at length about yeah. Resident Evil and stuff. We both know, we both love it. Uh, the only thing is that I think I this th- isn't survival horror, though. Let me just say, it's yeah, a game. yeah, I, I understand that. I mean, and and from what I played at A3, I, I played a really decent chunk of each uh, each campaign. Um, I, I kind of made my decision on the game. I mean, I spoke about it before on the podcast. I made my decision that I won't be picking up Resident Evil 6, at least until it's... Le- uh, oh, so you, haven't, you have, don't actually have the game, then? I don't have Resident Evil oh, 6. Oh, right. Yet. Okay. Oh, sorry, I thought you had it. Sorry. I don't have it. Uh, hells no. I'm not going to buy it for 60 bones, but I will buy it maybe, you know, when, once, it, once it gets cheaper. But I made my decision. I'm not going to be playing this anytime soon. Uh, right. I just... Okay, well... Sorry, carry on, man. I just don't... There's so many things about it. I, I don't know. There's just so many things that turn me off about the game. Obviously, you finished all four campaigns, so yeah. you could speak more. But like the QTEs, the quick time events are just so. You're just they're just they're happening all the time. I find the graphics while, um, while sometimes interesting. I just find that they always look kind of muddy. Um, yeah, okay. they're, they're, they're not. To be honest with you, the visuals disappointed me because they're not they're, they're not really that much better than Resident Evil Five. In fact, some parts actually look worse, and that's a three and a half year old game. Uh, the quick times, yeah, they are they are ubiquitous. They have been for a long time, you know, since I pretty know. much. Yeah, but um, I think they're definitely worse than this one. But I don't know. I don't know why I didn't really notice them as much. I mean, a lot of people complain about those. I mean, I, I see what they mean, but. I don't, for, for whatever reason, they didn't bother me as, as much as the cover system. Now, that really does suck. The cover system is appalling. You have to, it's, not, it's not seamless like Mass Effect or Gears of War. It, you have to fiddle it around with the controls. Most of, honestly, seriously, I hardly use the cover system. I simply just did the, um, the dive and rolled about on the floor, and I found myself avoiding enemy attacks more than actually using the cover system. Here's the thing, Mike. I think... Yeah. I think... I think there can be an argument made. Uh, I think you did the good thing in that you reviewed the game as a standalone game, you know, outside yeah. of the uh, Resident Evil mindset. But here's the thing, is that another argument can be made that this is a Resident Evil game. Uh, and if you are a Resident Evil fan, that means that you're, you, I mean, especially with the older games, you are a fan of survival horror. And if I know you're buying you're into this yeah. game, if you're buying yeah, into I know. this game, you're buying into a certain type of genre that, you know, Everybody knows what Resident Evil is. Everybody, I mean, most people used to love it for what it was. It yeah. kind of took a change, a turn, 
it's a big turning. That's yeah. I can see where you're going with that. And let me just say, it's it, you're you're right on there. But the thing is, even even so, I'm kind of reviewing it as a Resident Evil game. But yeah. because Resident Evil changed with four, it's kind of like that's not it's not going back to that old style now. And I think people now realise what people understand now. Resident Evil is an action game, and so even even saying that, I'm reviewing it as a Resident Evil game as well. But Resident Evil is now this. It's like action packed, Michael Bay blockbuster style. You know, explosions, bloody, you know, shoving people's heads into fucking, you know, walls and exploding them and stuff. It's not a slow-paced, methodical survival horror experience anymore. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I, I know. Like, I understand. Yeah, I, I think understand. People, yeah, it's Sorry, carry, carry. some people are no man. Don't don't. You know, you don't have to feel bad about cutting me off. You guys are way too polite. But the thing is, <laughs> I I just it just it's not. You know, you're you're seeing some crazy. Uh, differences in, in reviews online you know if if, if you were yeah. to check uh like we were saying before if, if you were to check destructoids review you know jim sterling mm-hmm. or ben gave it a a, a three <laughs> on ten you know yeah. it was just yeah. <laughs> a crazy just just yeah so this is between... coming from the same guy who gave assassin's creed 2 a 4.5 out of 10 so i guess know, yeah <laughs> no offense to mr sterling i actually very enjoy enjoy his work and i wholeheartedly agree with him on silent hill stuff but that's another story altogether but yeah but it did it, it, it was very decisive but there are also some pretty positive reviews as well i mean i i actually okay i actually read for big games i actually read reviews on pretty much all sites out there i just have a list i bookmark it and go all through them and you know i think bloody disgusting gave it a nine um quite a few other type um uh, big publications gave it in kind of the eight range and stuff it's you yeah. know it's yeah i mean like you said it, on one of the spectrum you got these really bad reviews like GameSpot and destructoid and then the other you have the um like kind of like the b8 the seven and the eights and one or two you know very a couple of nines it's very it doesn't seem to be like a middle it's either a, you know really bad or really you know or, or a decent game you know so um let me just go through some of the i'm on metacritic right now which by the way is not a good way i don't i don't condone metacritic i don't think it's a good way for uh you to decide on whether or not you're gonna buy a game i think i would i would just i I would really love to mention leon's campaign though if 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 you're allowed uh, minor spoilers and stuff because that yeah leon's campaign is unequivocally the closest we've got to classic resident evil in in a long time or ever likely to get it's not it's definitely not uh, classic Resident Evil in the sense that you know, you know, in the sense that you've got the the more tank controls and kind of like the puzzles and stuff because there aren't that many puzzles in it at all. But the at the locations and the atmosphere, they really did a good job. It's, um, you're very in, you're in very tight claustrophobic locations. I mean, there's a there's a graveyard complete with thunder and lightning. You go in this old church and these catacombs and stuff, and you're fighting proper zombies as well. And the zombies, you know, I have to admit, credit with Capcom, they actually did a good job with the zombies. I thought they're still they're still slow moving and, you know, rotting and, you know, moaning and all that kind of quintessential kind of old school zombie styles. But at the same time, they've been upgraded to accommodate the shifting gameplay, which is more, you know, a lot more. You, the fact that you can move around a lot more and stuff. So they're able to leap at you and run and sometimes use weapons, but they still feel like zombies. So <sighs> Zombies I, using weapons. There's nothing that pisses me off more than that. Yeah, well, yeah, OK. For the record on that, George Romero even mentioned that zombies can use weapons in Dawn of the Dead. And that's about as old school as you can get. I don't like, give a simply. fuck. We're talking about Resident <laughs> Evil, man. Like, OK, well, zombies. On. Yeah, but that's where they got zombies from. <laughs> Yeah, I get it, but zombies in Resident Evil Five, just just in Resident Evil Five, when they were when they were shooting back at you, when they when they zombies yeah, with body armor, zombies. they and weren't zombies. Though. They oh, were, okay, yeah. whatever. They were, they were infected with parasites. Oh. Zombies are dead, rotten. You know, the old school zombies. Yeah, and these guys. Yeah, I know they do use. Weapons. I'm not a big fan of the whole weapons thing, but they don't use it like. 
they're not like super accurate and stuff. They just like flave their arms about and stuff. That's all. Mike, I love you, and I, I love your review. The only thing is that I'm there's no there's no problem with me doing this, but I'm taking the contrarian view to like Resident Evil Six. I am I'm sticking to my guns, and I'm the old school Resident Evil fan that I'm just pissed at the way the series is going, and I'm pissed how Capcom is you know handling the fans. I mean, you said that you even oh, you don't get me wrong. I, I totally feel you. I would love to go back to the old school Resident Evil. Of course, I would. But if I keep, it took me about three years to get over Resident Evil Four. I'm not joking. So I, can't, I can't go back to being angry again. Trust me i did that back in 2005 trust me i understand it's just that even you said it that at the bottom of the at the bottom of the um the press kit that that capcom had sent you to review the game didn't you say that the pr had said you know like oh and guys don't don't slam the game for being uh for not yeah yeah it's yeah it said that you know they're trying you know things have changed now and stuff and just sort of look past it but that trust me that did not influence my um review in any way at all i just enjoy i just turned my head off and just enjoyed it for what it was really i'm a- i'm able to do that now you know and you know i still go back and play the old games because they're my favorites my, my, my favorite is still the original resident evil yeah I don't think get as hardcore as that anymore. i mean uh and uh, there, i mean there was also that but then there was also the thing that i mean we we didn't count but how much money did capcom send to your house and like in total like i saw that the truck <laughs> coming in, uh like let's be honest like how much did you get paid for that review mike oh, oh god how much is the t-virus worth <laughs> <laughs> so game trailers gave the game in 88 um you know you're, you're seeing really big disappearances in review uh ign gave the game a seven nine um i think a seven nine just call it an eight <laughs> right a seven five or an eight god damn it yeah um uh let's see where what else matters here there's a lot of uh the escapist gave the game a 6.0 mike gave the game an 8.5 uh joystick gave the game a 5.0 g4 gave the game a 5.0 GameSpot gave it a 4.5 giant bomb gave it a 4.0 polygon gave it a 4.0 destructor gave it a 3.0 let's see some of the other higher reviews uh machinima gave it a 7.5 uh bloody disgusting gave it a 9 on 10 i don't really well i don't what is bloody disgusting no, it's a, it's a horror. It's a horror site. Okay. Um, sure. Here's the thing, Mike. Is yeah, okay. Things have changed. Resident Evil isn't the same. Um, but why is that okay? Ha, ha, like, I mean, we've already gotten over it, I guess, because it's been years since we were burned with Resident Evil Five and stuff like that. But why is it okay? Like, why? Why should? Why are we still standing for that? Already, where the movies of going are going, you know, the movies are these huge action blockbusters that have nothing mm-hmm. to do with the original game, and that's sure in its own right. Sure, the, the movie makes its the movies make their money. I'm not a fan at all of uh, Mila Jovovich or or her movies. I mean, I, I the girl's great, I guess she's a great actor. But in Resident Evil, she just kind of pisses me off for what she does in the movies. <laughs> yeah, everyone hates all the slow motion and shit like that. And and the, you know, it's not like they're not. Tr- it's not like they're fully abandoning uh, the Resident Evil stuff. You see, because. This is still con- continuing the Resident Evil story, correct? So there's still the Wesker stuff going on. There's still, I'm assuming, some Umbrella stuff going on. You know, the Umbrella Corporation is now uh, underground, right? They're not like some... Are some... you talking about Resident Evil 6? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... um, it's Well, Umbrella is, as far as I can tell, Umbrella is, has folded, but they've got Neo Umbrella now. Neo instead. Umbrella. Neo Umbrella, yeah, very original. Um, yeah. Wesker, um, uh, um, well... Without getting into spoilers, yeah, okay. Play Resident Evil Five um, and complete it. That that I feel you in everything you need to know about Wesker. <laughs> so they're still using that same storyline. You know, they're still trying to tie back the tie back. Well, they've got Wesker's son in it, haven't they? Jake um, Jake Muller, the new guy, he is Wesker's son, and that's not a spoiler because Capcom have already said that multiple times in various um, 
outlets. So Leon is there. Uh, they're trying to kind of harken back to uh, series veterans, you know, get them to play this game. Also, Leon and Chris are in the same game. I guess this is the first See time that, that Leon, Leon and Chris yeah. actually meet up, right? Yeah, that's right. And Leon's is um, in one of the parts uh, you, with Leon early on, you're in the middle of a zombie outbreak in a city, which is like, um, hello, Raccoon City. So it's very evocative of um, Resident Evil 2 in places that is. But we have enough fucking action games. I'm sorry. There, there yeah. are enough third person action games uh, to fill the gap. And, and I understand Capcom's trying to maximize sales and whatever. But look, Dead Space doesn't do so bad. And admittedly, yes, Dead Space 3 does look like it's taking that action route. But. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're trying to harken back to, you know, series veterans, if you're, if you're trying to pull on their heartstrings and say, like, oh, Leon and Chris are finally going to meet up. But the thing is, like, oh, I don't know, man. Is it, Did you play Did you play the co-op at all? Uh, yeah, I played it with my mate, yeah. So is it, it's, it's still, like, from what I understand, it's still, like, head to point B. Uh, try to push open a door, but you have to wait till <laughs> your, your your partner gets there, and then you both yeah, punch the door in- open. <laughs> It's improved in, in terms of a single player. It's improved because you don't have to babysit them and stuff. They have their own ammo and they actually can't die either. So it's okay. not like Sheva, which is good. I mean, the writing of the game. I mean, uh, take it or leave it. I, I didn't like from what I, I didn't like the dialogue from what I saw. Though the whole uh, the 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 whole something happens and then like oh we can't go this way type thing. It's just so I don't know. It's just so. It's so hammy. The whole no, it is. It's a, it is a Michael Bay film. Yeah, I, yeah, it but is actually a Michael. Why Michael is that Bay okay? Wrestling. Why is that okay? It's not okay. I guess in a way, I'd rather than go back to this, the um the old games. But you know, I suppose I'm just trying to think of a way to describe this. I just, I guess you could say, I've just, I've learned to live with it and get over now because it ain't gonna happen. We're not gonna go back. I I'd love to go back to pre-rendered backgrounds. I would love to do that. I, I if they make res- remake Resident Evil 2, I want them to do it like they did the remake of the original game on GameCube, as in proper old school survival horror, tank controls, pre-rendered backgrounds that works. Mike, I, I have love- to say, your review is the only saving grace for Resident Evil 6 for me. I mean, seeing your review, I said, oh shit, Mike enjoyed it. There's hope for me. Uh, I said, there's hope for me. I might not hate this game as much as I think I will. Uh, mm. But just everything I've seen, every trailer, every freaking, every demo I've played, that every, all time I've spent with the game, it's just... Uh... No, uh, if you ask me, from what you um, told me, Don, I probably would stick to your original plan. I mean, I think my, this might be the game that we don't, maybe don't see eye to eye on as much. But I don't know, man. There was just enough for me to enjoy. Like I said, you know, I was... A few years ago, I would have had a serious problem with this game, trying to just enjoy it for what it is and stuff. Like, like I said, with Resident Evil 4, I had a major problem with that. And Resident Evil 5 let me di- disappointed me as well, despite it being, you know, on its own as a game, it was enjoyable, especially as co-op, as a co-op game. But this was, I don't know, I guess for whatever reason, I just managed to put it behind me, I guess. But uh, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry if that sounds like a cop-out. It's all I can say, really. Uh, I'm trying to... I guess it doesn't, because there's, I mean, there's, uh, reviews are subjective, right? And so there's different... Yeah schools of thought like you know like you can review it yeah. on its own or you can review it as yeah. a my job game. is to way i see it yeah the way i see it my job is to review it as a game because at the end of the day it's going to be most of the sales are going to come from people who are just seeing you know a big action games like oh wow that looks cool zombies and explosions i'll buy that you know they're not going to be you know if i reviewed it as a resident just a, just for the hardcore resident evil fans it wouldn't be fair on you know the the average consumer which we you know we have to cater to we have to just review it take it alone standalone title play this 
you know, on, is on its own. Is it fun? It, does it do a thing? And it, it does, you know, I, it does. There's some parts that aren't great, but overall, you know, it seems to do its job. But no, as a Res- the Resident Evil, when I put my Resident Evil fan cap on, then no, it definitely isn't. It's not a Resident. It's not very. It's not a Resident Evil game in that sense at all. There are stronger parts to it than five. Leon's campaign in parts was fantastic. And ladies, it's very. So then, sorry, Mike. So, sorry to cut you off. So then, why doesn't Capcom just if they if they you know if they have these these ideas for mm. if they have these ideas for a more mainstream action-oriented game that people enjoy like resident evil 6 why don't they just you know even if it's a fun game why don't they just ditch the resident evil uh title or, or don't even ditch it just come up with it don't call it resident evil 6 maybe call it operation raccoon uh poontang or something like that and just <laughs> you know ditch the whole ditch the storyline come up with something new or, or or make a new game called uh i don't know resident resident squirrel or something like that and just yeah yeah, have all these say. new mechanics, have these new ideas in in a new game, and don't try to harken back to the series roots if it's going to be totally different. Because you know, I'm curious to, to know what uh, listeners of PlayStation Derailed what what they think. Podcast Derailed listeners, what what do you think about Resident Evil Six? Are you on board? Are you not on board? Are you upset? Are you happy? Uh, do you agree with Mike's review? Do you not agree with Mike's review? Email us at podcast at psu.com. I'm very curious to hear what you guys have said. Me too. Uh, oh, I was just going to add as well, uh, Chris's campaign is probably the worst because it desperately wants mm-hmm. to be a, a, a full-blown yeah. third-person shooter like Gears of War, but the controls just aren't suitable for it. The cover system is, like I said, it is pretty bad. So that's, you know, I think if they, I think if they want to go the full step, they should just completely overhaul the whole thing and just do yeah. that. Exactly. Yeah. Chris's campaign can was... I, can I add the... something to as sure. well? Sure, go for it. Yeah, go, um, for, it, go for it. Um, if they do release uh, sort of Resident Evil, but not Resident Evil game, maybe they could just retitle it as the original Japanese name of Biohazard. That'd be awesome. That'd be a good that idea. would make they, sense. They, they would be able to do that if there wasn't already a Biohazard over here, because I think uh, they were. Fair gonna, enough. They were going to do that originally, but because there's a ba- they, well, this was back in the nineties. There's a group called Biohazard, so they didn't want. They didn't think it was a good idea, but they could Can probably they do it. They reword it slightly. Yeah, so it isn't exactly the same name, but. Yeah, biohazardous or something. <laughs> yeah. Or just no, make it two what... words, bio yeah. and hazard. Yeah, I, I see. I see what you're saying there. That would probably be good. Just, just you know, separate it from the Resident Evil name and just you know keep that as their new action thing, and then just take Resident Evil back to where it was. So yeah. we have a thread on uh, the PSU forums that I'd like to pull some comments from. Now, obviously, the thread the thread title is kind of inflammatory, but I mean, I think there were some rather smart points. Uh, put forth here. Uh, the thread is called Resident Evil 6 Sucks, uh, mostly. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Uh, the thread was started by Lethal NFS, and he later put up an edit saying that, you know, th- most of these thoughts that I'm about to read out uh, were for Chris's campaign, but uh, let's get into it. I mean, not, not everything is negative here. A lot of people in this thread actually really did enjoy the game. However, the thread is currently at five pages. It doesn't seem like it's going to be slowing down. Uh, once we re- finish recording this podcast, I'll post something in that thread saying, hey, guys, we took some of your comments, blah, blah, blah. So hopefully uh, we'll hear more from our forum members and what they think. Uh, but Lethal NFS says, Capcom managed to take everything good from Resident Evil 5 and completely trash it. This game is horrible. It's a lot of exclamation points. He says, first off, there is no pause button. You can never pause the game ever. The only time the game is stopped is when the chapter is over. I assume he's talking about uh, when you're playing online, though, correct? Uh, I imagine because I paused the game many times. Okay, exactly. Because that yeah. just seems like a ridiculous. Yes, I'm completely missing something right. here, but 
He says, you are always surrounded by other BSAA members who are constantly shooting and talking. It feels like you're always out of ammo and there's never enough. He says, you can search for blue emblems again, but why have they, but they've removed the treasures. Why the hell would they remove the treasures from a Resident Evil game? He says, right now the story sucks. The controls are just all not that great either. Trying to line up a headshot is a pain in the ass. And I know you have to upgrade your character with skill points. Uh, but right now the game is just no fun. Capcom also changed the inventory screen and not for the better. He says, I have finished the first chapter and about half of chapter two. Uh, this does not feel like a Resident Evil game at all. And I'm sorely disappointed with this game. Uh, he says, if I were to rate the game based on the first two hours I put into it so far, I would give this a six on ten. So first of all, I just want to say he's making the game sound horrible. And six on ten is not a bad score. It's actually a mediocre score. Now he says, edit my original experience was based on Chris's campaign, which seems to be more like that of a Raccoon City game the Operation Raccoon City game that came out. He says, yeah. I just played chapter one of the Leon campaign in co-op. Uh, it took two hours to finish the first chapter, and I'm totally loving it. I would rate this <laughs> game a 9 on 10. So it seems like Resident Evil 6 is more like three different game styles instead of one awesome one, and that's a shame. Um, that's, he nailed it there. It is. Each one, each each campaign is different. Leon's is a more slower-paced horror. Chris's the blockbuster action, and Jake's is this kind of new experimental sort of thing that fuses different parts of various games. Like, you've got that the nemesis type thing, uh, guy following him, there's, there's action moments, there's stealth moments, so yeah. Mm-hmm. So looking for other comments to read, Blacksite points out that, yeah, the demo really gave off the impression that this wasn't a Resident Evil game. Uh, it took four to five headshots to kill a zombie, despite that being the weak point. Mike, what do you think about the, you know, the, I mean, obviously it's up to the developer to decide how many shots it takes to kill a zombie, but <laughs> if you're not shooting them in the head, how many shots does it take? Um, well, I've killed loads of them today because I was on mercenaries mode, which is okay. awesome, by the way. Um, I killed a zombie with about um, one to two shots with the head. It blew their head off in one shot. And if it didn't, if it didn't do that, they usually go down on a second shot. It's very, although it's very rare that they don't uh, take that take that many hits. But most of the time, I'm too busy shooting them in the head and then me- I'm using a melee attack straight after, so I don't really notice, to be honest. So uh, later in the thread, Lethal says. Um... I just, I just don't understand why Capcom would stray away from what made Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 5 so amazing. Now, I just got to point out that I don't agree that Resident Evil 5 was amazing. I think Resident Evil 4 was really good because it was uh, one of the first times we had seen that third-person over-the-shoulder cam done very well. Although it yeah. was a departure for the series, I still think Resident Evil 4 is quite scary. Uh, more scary than Resident Evil 5, in my opinion. Um, but then Silver Knight responds to him saying, I think all developers have these problems. Uh, they try something new and try to shake things up, and it usually doesn't turn out right. Resident Evil 5. Uh, he's, he's, he's talking about Resident Evil 5 in parentheses. Uh, then they have their fans complaining about going back to their roots, and they didn't do good with the last game. Um, and then they spend a year or two on a new style game and probably forget about what made them great. Then you start questioning yourself and try to make another game, but everything you do after that makes you nervous due to the failure of last game. I couldn't imagine what these guys go through every day making a game. He said game a million times in that paragraph, which is fine, <laughs> but uh, I think he's right. You know, I think Capcom knows that they would have trouble you know, uh, bringing survival horror back into this current generation of consoles. I think that they saw it as maybe a challenge or maybe a difficult to make a new game uh, and have it sell well. So they kind of opted to just make it an all-out action game, with the exception from Leon's campaign, as you say, Mike. But, yeah, still, I but still, I think that if there are inklings of survival horror in Leon's game, then why the fuck not? You know, I think this is truly... Um, I think this is truly Resident Evil selling out. I mean, I we're 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 on opposite spectrums of of the opinion here, Mike, and that's fine. But I just think that 
if they wanted to make a game like this, it shouldn't be called Resident Evil. Obviously, it's up to them, whatever they call it. It's just that why try to harken back to the series' roots and why try to continue the story if you're just going to make a completely different game? And obviously, would you say this game is more Western-influenced or is it more of like a Japanese, traditional... Oh, no, definitely, definitely Western. Definitely. Okay, right. There are, there are classic... The more Japanese old school styles in like Leon's and Ada's campaign, but Chris probably Chris it's half and half. I'd say Chris and Jake's is got Western written all over it. I mean, you 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 fly a freak, you fly a freaking helicopter in one of them. You could run away from a tank. Yeah, that's I you mean, know just Jesus, just the amount of explosions I saw, like running away from explosions. Just the the, the intro of the game is a first person sequence, right, where uh, just things are exploding all over the place. Correct. Uh yeah yeah. It's, and, uh, and just, it's a prelude, yeah. The only Leon. time things exploded that much in a real Resident Evil game was at the end of the game when they fucking <laughs> nuked the city because they had no yeah, other... Yeah, blew up the mansion, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or in Resident Evil 3 when they nuked Raccoon City. So uh, I just want to... I just want to... Read one of Ghost Rain's, a member of our forums, Ghost Rain, uh, one of his uh, comments here, which is hilarious. It just makes me laugh. I'm just gonna just gonna read this verbatim, not censor anything, because this made me laugh out loud. <clears throat> he's channeling a little bit of me here. He says, seriously, fuck you, Capcom. They have just slapped Resident Evil branding on a shitty-ass generic third-person shooter. I hope this game fails and the series dies. Resident <laughs> Evil has itself become like a zombie, just a dead-ass, rotting, ugly piece of shit, which was once an awful <laughs> and respectable game. Now it, wonders, now it wanders aimlessly around, retarded and doing fuck all. Nice work, Capcom. Love what you're doing on this DLC and IP raping. Way to go. That's oh, so good. inflammatory. He doesn't really bring up any uh, real points. I mean, other than the on this DLC about why he dislikes the game, but I just think that was entertaining, uh, and was it was funny, a good yeah. way of using our explicit tag on derailed. Uh, and I find uh, you guys didn't swear at all this episode, so I just had to bring the swearing up uh, on par. I swore once, I think. I've sworn yet, but you're too polite. He's polite than me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's definitely not Jim Sterling, or he's Jim Sterling's polite uh, twin brother, or, or I mean, sorry, twin voice brother, whatever the hell that means. Um, so uh, I have to just point this out. Lethal NFS says, okay, I want to retract a little of my original post. I was playing Chris's campaign, which is more like that of a Raccoon City game that came out. If you play as Leon, the game is totally awesome. It has zombies and is very creepy. Uh, why couldn't the entire game be based off Leon? His campaign kicks so much ass. Mike, would you agree with that? Is Leon's the best campaign in the game? Oh, by a Really? Definitely, yeah. What about Aidus? Aidus is very good as well. It's more like it's it's a single player for one thing, which is even better. And her locations are quite claustrophobic, and there's a lot more puzzles. But um, Aidus has got uh, the most puzzles in the entire game, definitely. Okay. And uh, how about, I I mean, to be honest, I thought Jake's was going to be the more action oriented. Obviously, Chris now has a fucking steroid fucking chugging. No, Chris, um, Jake's actually has surprisingly quiet moments. There's one with, there's a whole stealth moment um, in, in Jake's campaign. It's like I said, it's very more experimental, to be honest. It kind of fuses different parts, you know, different concepts, really. But Chris is, Chris is just an all out shooter. Okay. Um,. And so, but I mean, how does the story tie together? Is is the is the dialogue as hokey as I? Th- I mean, from what I've saw, from what I saw at the E3 presentations, I mean, the dialogue was just, uh, it kind of obviously it's the best voice acting I think that has ever been in a Resident Evil game. Um, but yeah, the voice act, the performances themselves are good. The dialogue is is very, I'd say it's better than um, it's it's probably some of the be- better dialogue, but it's still not. I mean, it's Resident Evil, so it's not going to be that great, you know. The this whole bro. 
bro mat, the whole bro, yeah, let's go, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah. Pocky one-liners and all that sort of stuff, yeah. So uh, I just want to read another pretty funny comment by uh, Galapagos Sarah Y. He <laughs> says, when I saw a stream... When I saw a stream with zombie paratroopers in Chris's campaign last night, I almost took a dump on the spot. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this turd will drop so quick in price because uh, most likely I'll have canceled pre-orders so I can just pick it up and see how bad it is in, in full-length glory. The demo was garbage and even, even, even Leon's part has some odd stuff going on. At the train level, some of the zombies just teleported in front of you. Um, that doesn't happen in the main game. Yeah, I mean, it's probably... it's probably yeah, that, that demo was notoriously bugged, so I wouldn't really judge it by the demo. Right, right, for sure. That's yeah. probably... And there are no paratrooping zombies, because they're not zombies, you know? I wish people... That, that's a pet peeve. The zombies, zombies are zombies. They're rotting, decomposing things. The, the things from Resident Evil 4 and 5 and the Jabbo from 6, they're not zombies. They're infected humans, with, infected with parasites or the sea virus or whatever. Right, I think... So uh, I'm just... Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think you're right to be, you know, I, you obviously you're you're bringing up a legitimate point. It's not zombies anymore, which is true. Yeah. People kind of, even myself, you know. But it's just the thing is, uh, it's hard, you know, when Resident Evil kind of put zombies on the map, at least in video games, it's hard oh, yeah. to see them stray away from that. You know, it's just. Yeah. They haven't any more, though. Six has definitely put them back on the map, definitely. Okay. Uh, Bio brings up a good point on the forums and the thread. He says, uh, I haven't played Resident Evil 6, but it seems clear what Capcom was trying to do. Traditional survival horror doesn't sell nearly as well as third-person shooter over-the-shoulder and Call of Duty-style shooters. So after what they did with Resident Evil 5 to follow up Resident Evil 4, uh, he says in parentheses, and the Resident Evil 5 becoming the highest-selling Resident Evil, uh, they likely have no intention on going completely back to the old days of Resident Evil. And the three different campaigns of Resident Evil 6 suggest that Capcom is listening to fans but made a compromise by having a horror campaign, a Gears of War slash Call of Duty campaign, and a mixed campaign. Uh, Resident Evil 6 is like an experiment of the sorts that's gauging the core audience, testing how much action shooter it will tolerate in the wake of this return to roots outcry. I suspect Resident Evil 7 will be based primarily on the most well-received campaign for Resident Evil 6. Mike, what do you think about this? I think that's a very, very safe assumption, definitely. I think they're definitely gauging what works best and they'll go based on feedback, uh, user feedback. Hopefully, um, Leon's will come out on top. Mm. Yeah, that, uh, that was very well, very well said. I just, I think that as time goes on, we'll see Resident Evil 6 stray more and more away from the survival horror. To be honest, because I think since, like like we said before in the news section, uh, this is Capcom's most uh, most successful Resident Evil yet, right? With uh, 4.5 million units shipped, and it's probably already over 5 million by now. Um, yeah, I you want know, to sell 7 million. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. With with the there was like 600 people working on this game worldwide. This is like a huge, huge budget project. And with with the the way we're seeing the Resident Evil games go is you know the way the same way we're seeing the movies go. Just the action blockbusters. Um, love it or hate it, they're here to stay. The games aren't doing poorly. Whether or not these games get a two on Metacritic or a ten on Metacritic is just irrelevant because there are a bunch of people lining up to buy them. Um, but you know. You you could take either stance on this. You could take the the fanboy slash uh, Resident Evil lover stance that I took. You could take the you know subjective review this game as, as for what it is that Mike took, which is probably the better the better you know level headed you know. Uh, That's because it's my job. But outside, I'm still the Resident Evil fanboy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with that. But you know, I, I wasn't 
I didn't have to review the game, so I can just fucking no. hit on it as much as I <laughs> um, P.S. Trey says, it's already been said, but Resident Evil series equals literally dead. And I absolutely hate it because I was a huge Resident Evil fan. But like Capcom said, they wanted to appeal to the Call of Duty crowd by making it more action-oriented. Mikami said a few months ago that Resident Evil 6 looks more like a Hollywood action film than a zombie game. Um, which, you know, I guess it's working out for them. They're shipping those copies. Yeah. Definitely. It'd be interesting to see how well it sells, so, you know. Oh, man, it's probably going to uh, trounce all other past games. I mean, it already has. It'll probably be one of the highest-selling games this year. Mm. Uh, here, here's someone that really, really liked it. D- Double D Planet said, I'm loving Resident Evil 6. It's definitely more shooter-oriented, but the game has its awesome moments. Chris Campaign is the one I enjoyed the less. Uh, but the game, the least, I guess he meant. But the game is fun. People hating are exaggerating a little. Do you think people are exaggerating, Mike? Um, no, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I think I think the three on ten reviews are exaggerating a bit because it's certainly not as bad as that. But I, I mean, I think people have a right to be angry. I mean, like you said, if you're a fan of a classic games and stuff, then you're bound to be a bit. I think you're bound to be a bit upset. But it's not. It's not, certainly not a terrible game. I mean, there's definitely enjoyment to be had there, even if you're not a fan of what direction they're going. But I definitely agree that Chris is Chris is probably the worst campaign. That seems to come up a lot. But yeah, I, I don't really agree with yeah, some of the um, the people who are really, really going to town say that it's awful, it's completely abysmal. I think that's a bit harsh. Right. Uh, now, Ben, would you call yourself a, a big Resident Evil fan? I mean, you, you kind of stayed away from this whole conversation. Um, but you're, you're I was on the, talking so much. <laughs> uh, but you're on the sidelines, right? Like, do yeah, you... I'm on the... I want it... I do like Resident Evil. So they said that, like you guys, I do prefer the originals. But yeah. for now... I'm going to wait till it goes... I got burnt by buying the collector's edition of Operation Raccoon City. Oh. So oh I got God. burnt by doing that. That's so terrible. Now, and I did have the 120 quid order for the Resident Evil 6, but then luckily I cancelled the order just before it was coming out, thinking, I don't know why I did it, but yeah, I do plan to buy it eventually, because it does look like a good game. But what I want to say is, it sounds to me like from what you guys have been talking about, that it's more like a test on what they want to do for the future of Resident Evil. By having all the three yeah. different campaigns, they see which one people prefer the most, and then that will be the focus for the next game, maybe. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think you nailed it there, definitely. Like I said, I really hope it would be Leon, because his is more of a horror stuff, and they, you know, they still... It was still it was still really good. They can definitely make a horror game if they try. They definitely can. This guy sounds like me. Uh, Croyles from our forum says, I played the demo and it was an instant big fat no for me. I want an evolution of set. Hitchcock-like camera angles, pre-rendered backgrounds, tank controls, scarce ammo and items, and scarce but threatening enemies. Resident Evil Remake for the GameCube was the high point of the series for me, not Resident Evil 4. It's like they're trying to recapture that momentary goldmine that they had with Resident Evil 4, but turning the game into a shooter, and yet at the same time keeping stiff controls just doesn't work. You can't do both, he says. He says... As I said, it doesn't have to be exactly like the old games, but some form of evolution on it would be good. Either that or throwing everything out the window and start work on a completely new game from scratch. I agree with that. I think that if you know, if you can't if you can't do the Resident Evil game, if you can't do justice to uh, I mean look, there was a huge uh, difference in reviews. I, I personally am a big fan of Giant Bomb, Jeff Gersman, Brad Shoemaker. Um, yeah, their opinions on the games, I, I I take that seriously. They love the old school Resident Evil games, uh, to my knowledge, and 
And it's just everything that, you know, it's kind of it's kind of tough because when Japan makes a game that's catering to the Western audiences, a lot of times it falls flat on its face. You know, uh, sometimes it just doesn't hit all the right marks, hit the right notes. But I, I guess this time they've been seeing some success because Resident Evil 6 has been getting some pretty high review scores. And, and you know what, at the end of the day, reading reviews is all, all well and great and everything. You, you could say like, hey, I've listened to Podcast Derailed and I know that I agree with Mike's, uh, Mike's opinion, so I'll probably agree with his review. That's true. But there's a chance that you'll pick up the game and you'll hate it. Um, yeah. You know, I... Hate me. I hate Mike. Don't hate Mike. Uh, no one can hate Mike. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I guess that we're wrapping up our our whole Resident Evil Six talk. But like I said, if if you if you have any comments uh, about Resident Evil Six, if you love it, if you hate it, tell us why. We'd love to hear it. We'll read your comments on next episode if you want. Uh, just send an email to podcast at psu and we'll wrap up this episode. But first, uh, let's just quickly cover uh, what we've been playing. Uh, ben, since you've been kind of quiet, uh, do you want to take a? You want to take well, a? Sorry. Well, pretty much I've been playing. No, I was going to ask you. Do you want to take a shit? Oh no, 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 I'm alright. <laughs> alright, cool. Okay. And how about you? Why tell do you think us I've been, been so quiet? Yeah. <laughs> how about you tell us what you've been playing, man? Uh, pretty much just Borderlands 2 recently. It's, oh yeah. It's just stealing my soul. I want to play something else, <laughs> but I can't because I think. I might get some more new loot in that boss chest. I might get some new loot. I might get a better weapon. Yeah, I, I know exactly the feeling, man. Sometimes I wake up like, loot, 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 in like a cold sweat. Uh, I actually had a dream about Borderlands, and that's that sounds very sad, but it actually happened. Um, I'm not going to go into it, but... Welcome to my world. Yeah, I mean, you have two fucking loot chests. Uh, uh, I had a dream about Resident Evil, so I wouldn't worry about it. Was it that the game was good? Oh, sorry. Um, what, what, I mean, um, have you found... Did you use any golden key yet, Ben? Sadly, my game sort of... Well, it didn't glitch. It just got really annoying and it got a little bit of lag spike. Basically, okay, I opened the chest because I got two keys. Okay. Um, one for pre-ordering and one for sign up to shift. Right, right. Um, I was going to open one key at 20 and one at 50, thinking, you know, that way I split them up. Yeah. So I opened it at 20... Ooh, two weapons. Picked one up, then realized I had full items. Went in my items, went to throw an item away, shut my items down, pressed square to pick the other item up, and as I pressed square, the chest shut. So I used both keys. What the fuck? Ooh. Yeah. That's but terrible. No! That's both terrible. keys. Uh, Mike, if you're unaware, <laughs> golden keys are... Um, is there any way to find them other than... I mean, other than putting in a code? Can you find golden keys in the game, Ben? No, you cannot find them in the game, but they will be... I don't know if, if it's going to be in the game itself, but they will be doing sort of daily or weekly announcements, giving away keys. They have been giving them away on Twitter. Yeah, I've seen Randy Pitcher. That's actually how I got my second key, Randy Pitchford. Yeah, uh, he gives them away a lot, and now it's sort of... The codes aren't one use anymore. Basically, you, everyone can use that code for about two hours. Right, right. But it's once per account, of course, to make it fair. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't have to fight for the keys now. So that's good. So, Mike, if you're unaware, or any listener, if you're unaware what golden keys are, it's basically uh, an item you get either by signing up to Gearbox's new shift program. I'm not really sure what that is, but it's kind of like uh, the Rockstar Social Club kind of thing. 
or uh, you get one for signing up to that, or if you pre-ordered the game, you get a code. And basically, uh, there's this golden chest with skulls on it in the in the town and sanctuary, where's where the where's basically it's your sanctuary. It's where you do most of your you know uh, item selling, item buying, gambling, whatever the hell you want to do, except quests. Um, there at Moxie all day. I mean, there, um... exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's this chest there, and you, you can use one golden key to open it at a time. And in it, there's just some crazy loot. I mean, do you always get purple items, Ben? It's always purple. Oh, that's great. So it's always like the highest rarity, like craziest stuff, but it'll yeah. match uh, well, your level. orange, which is higher, but yeah, purple seems to be what's in that chest. What happened to pearlescent weapons? Are they gone? Uh, they've gone for now, but Sucks. they are making a new um, weapon type for the next DLC, which launches next week. That's cool. There is a new weapon type. So Borderlands 2, super addictive. I'm actually looking for co-op partners. I know, Ben, you, you started playing with the Mechromancer, correct? Yep, I have. And how do you yeah. find her? Oh, it's it's a bit it's a bit overpowered. It is a lot of fun. Um, I've designed mine to help my team, so it sort of recharges part, um, players' shields and oh. heals them and stuff like that. It's pretty good, um, but you've got to get used to not going up to the front yourself until it's sort of killed some stuff for you. Basically... Mm. I've leveled up, so every time he kills or I kill, I get a melee damage bonus. And it stacks up until Damn. he disappears. That's so awesome. you can get crazy amount of damage from your uh, fit. But you can do gun as well if you want to do gun. It all depends on your play style. So, I mean, that's enough of Borderlands 2. I'm just going to say, if you if you guys would like to uh, if you guys would like to play Borderlands 2 with us, uh, I mean, I'm always looking for partners to play with. You can send an email to podcast.psu. Just include your PlayStation Network ID. And if I have space, I'll add you up. And if we're around the same level, I'll add you up. But I'm always looking for partners. Uh, anything else you've been playing, Ben? Oof. Not this week, sadly. Well, Tokyo Jungle, of course. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, I bought Tokyo Jungle. Haven't played it uh, enough yet, but I started playing it. It was really funny. Uh, I actually bought quite a game. few games. Um, I'm gonna take the take the reins here. I actually finished Walking Dead episode four yesterday night. That review is coming soon. Um, really enjoyed it. It's I don't want to say too much about it. It's really hard to talk about it uh, without spoiling since you know it's episode four. There's only one episode left, and. Other than, you know, how it plays, I can't really say much without spoiling anything. But all I'm going to say is it's really, really setting up Episode 5 to be super climactic and just insane. And this episode took me for an emotional ride. Uh, it wasn't as depressing as Episode 3, but it was still, you know, it's, it's, it's called Episode 4 Around Every Corner. And it's just extremely aptly named because uh literally around every corner there's always trouble in episode four nothing goes right well i don't want to say too much uh, mm -hmm. episode four was really good i like i said i finished alex kid in miracle world because i hate myself uh, <laughs> <laughs> well i've always been interested in old school games like i always loved playing retro games uh i've always had a respect for the older games especially in, especially in high school i did a lot of catching up on old school nes games stuff like that, master system games uh pc games you know i never really went further than that but you know, I, I never delved too much into the Atari games, but as far as I understand, there's not too much from the Atari days that it's worth going back to. But, you know, that's unfair saying. I'm sure there were some great games. Um, I started playing... Sure. Play Atari E.T. No, no. I'm, I'm all right. I, don't, I don't hate myself that much yet. Maybe when I buy Resident Evil 6, I'll hate myself that much. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm just, you're never going to hear the end of it, Mike. Uh, no. <laughs> Let's see. I, I started playing Ico HD. Um... 
really kind of cool. It's really, really slow, but that was to be expected. It's very, very, uh, you know, I never really finished it before, so I'm excited to finally get through it this time. Uh, I bought Tokyo Jungle. I finished Double Dragon Neon, which is, like I said on the podcast before, is an awesome game. I finished that on actually the hardest difficulty on Double Dragon mode with a buddy of mine. That was really quite the feat. Uh, Really stoked about that. Let's see, what else? I, obviously, Borderlands 2 has been taking up all my time. Um... Chris, when there was some other stuff. I, oh yeah, Retro City Rampage. I haven't started playing it yet, but I'm going to be playing that for review soon. Um, oh yeah, NFL Blitz. That was free for PlayStation Plus in North America this month. I played a few rounds of that. I'm not a huge football fan, but it's a fun game. You know, it's free for PlayStation Plus. If you have a friend, it's uh, fun in local or online co-op. Uh, other than that, I mean, unless I'm missing something, yeah, I guess I guess that's all I've been playing. Mike, how about you, man? Mm, I wonder. Uh, that horror game with zombies in uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Resident Evil <laughs> Silent Hill yeah Res- Resi 6 obviously um, I've been trying to go obviously because I've done the campaign so I'm going to go through Mercenaries which is actually really really fun I managed to get an A rank in that and apparently VPR said if you can get a C or above you're a god so that officially makes me a god oh shit um, uh, but yeah no it's really good it's um I haven't actually tried that many levels yet. It's pretty bare bones at the moment because I'm still trying to... It's really hard. It's a lot more difficult to unlock characters and stuff, which is good because I like a challenge. But it's um, once you get used to it, it's actually quite easy to rack up, uh, rack up combos. Um, apart from that... Um, well, I've been doing a bit of co-op as well with my mate Tim. But apart from that, I've been on Tekken Tag too. I usually give my mate, um, my mate's brother a game on that and just doing a couple of matches online and stuff, really. I haven't, don't really have much time to do anything else apart from the odd game. Um, I think that's about it, really. As soon as I'm done with, I actually need to start. I'm going to be starting. I finished Skyward Sword. I think I mentioned that last time. Um, I'm going to start Skyrim at long bloody last. Nice. Like, yes, I, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't even started that yet. Yeah. So I, I've got basically I'm going to be doing a lot of catching up and a lot like you, Don. A lot of I'm actually going to be playing a lot of retro stuff. I've got my my Super Nintendo set up on the floor in my room, so I'm oh, going to be going through okay. some old games. So yeah, you'll be hearing a lot of retro stuff from me. Um, in between whatever I'm reviewing for PSU, obviously that'll be the current stuff, but I'm going to be in retro mode for a while, I reckon. <laughs> so, I just want to spend another two minutes talking about Alex, Alex Kidd in Miracle World. Have you guys, have you guys, you guys never played that game, right? I played it when I was little. Right. Yeah. Uh, ben? I think I've played it, but I can't, I'm not sure. You're the funky start- dude. You're like a monkey type, big-eared asshole who uh it's like a platforming game but you can punch because he knows martial arts or whatever and he's like the prince of his own kingdom or something like that but then like shit hits the fan and and some fucking assholes who love rock paper scissors are taking over the world and like you do a bunch of boss fights where you play rock paper scissors and it's just so bad but um (laughs) it's a platforming game it has bad hit detection it's super brutal uh the game over screen shows up way too many times for it to be at all fun uh continues are actually a hidden code which i had no idea um luckily on the playstation 3 on the playstation network version the sega vintage uh classic collection you can save you can so, so it works like very much like an emulator you know like a, a rom that you could just save at any time if it wasn't for that i would have never been able to beat it um god damn that game is brutal um you know it just it just goes to show that 
how how good Super Mario is. Uh, you know, you know that game that I never played before, fucking Mike. You know, Super <laughs> the original Super Mario Brothers that apparently I never fucking played before. I still haven't forgotten that. Uh, listeners, earlier episodes of Podcast Derailed, Mike thought that he's like he asked me a question: Have you ever played Super Mario Brothers? And my heart broke on the spot. If you listen to that episode, you can hear my heart shatter. Um, <laughs> but it just goes to show how just how good Super Mario Brothers is for for how well it ages back then. You could still pick up Super Mario Brothers today, and it's still fun. The, the controls are just so spot on; it's so fluid. But Alex Kidd just aged. You know, I said this on Twitter, I believe, but I, I said like Alex K Alex Kidd aged just about as well as milk does. Uh, and it's been like <laughs> what maybe over twenty years since that game came out, and it's so cool. Oh, God. Um, I still like. I, I have an interest in. I, I love retro games. I love seeing where we've, how far we've come. Uh, so I finished it, but uh, whoo, that game, that game is not so good. Sega Vintage Classic Collection. I'm not sure. Sega. I'd just call it a Sega Sega Vintage Collection game because not so sure that's a classic. Alex Kidd is totally irrelevant nowadays. The only time I ever see him is in uh, uh, Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing, or whatever. And then there's a new one coming out. Uh, so I guess he's he's a He's a Sega character. You know who would probably have stuff to say about him being a Sega character? Uh, Rob Zwetslut. Uh, Rob yeah, Fez Rob, yeah. loves Sega like a like an asshole, but he'd probably have a lot to say about Alex Kidd. I don't know much about him. He's just some some loser monkey kid who can punch, but Mario would kick his ass. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, he'd stomp him. Like stomp a the shit out of him. <laughs> there are a few cool parts of the game, though, like... Uh, you you have an inventory screen. You can pick up different items, use them as weapons. You can uh, like you have a, like a magical ring that makes you shoot projectiles. You can get a motorcycle, uh, which will just like blast through any enemies. However, if you hit like a little red ball, your motorcycle explodes, which is just ridiculous because you're going through blocks and enemies. But oh, a little red balloon shows up. You hit that, and no more motorcycle. There's a chopper. You get like a gyrocopter, which is like you pedal and you kind of fly throughout levels and you could shoot in it. Uh, however, if you if you ram full speed into something, no problem. If you can land on something at full speed, no problem. However, if your if your actual blades of your copter, if you if you're if you're uh, what are those called? Freaking ch- helicopter blades. What are those called? Not rotors, uh-huh. but propellers. That's it. If your yeah. propeller touches anything. That's it. That's it for your helicopter. Anyways, that game makes me very angry. But um, I enjoy. I, I kind of enjoyed it just because it's a retro game, like I said. But cool, that's man. more than I'm ever going to talk about Alex Kidd ever again. <laughs> I think uh, we're wrapping up now, aren't we? Let's wrap the hell up. Uh, you can follow PlayStation Universe on Twitter. Uh, that's at P-S-U-D-O-T-C-O-M. You should follow us for the latest updates. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Find us there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Don Other, D-O-N-O-T-H-E-R. Uh, ben, you're also on Twitter. I believe you're at yep. Chili underscore UK, UK, correct? Yeah. All right, so that's, that's C-H-I-L-L-E underscore UK. Uh, Mike, you can't follow me. <laughs> you, like, like I said before, you can follow Mike in real life only. Uh, but even then, good luck because he'll break your face. Um, <laughs> and well, my face I, is ugly enough as it is, so I won't try that. <laughs> oh come on <laughs> um so i guess that's it for episode 29 guys thanks for joining us uh this was a good episode i liked it yeah it's thank good, you for man. having me guys ah don't worry Pleasure. if you're if you're good enough uh, you'll come back on again chili i swear <laughs> no nah, i'm kidding you, you did really well and uh we look forward to having you on again but uh Less yeah. Resident Evil 6 talk. <laughs> yeah, just no more Resident Evil 6. Uh, that's it for this week, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, like I said, you can always send us an email. Questions, comments, send an email to podcast at psu.com. And with that, I bid you all farewell. Have a good week, guys. See you, guys. See ya. Wait.